0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. you guys want to start a podcast that includes music or you guys just want to start a podcast in general get started by downloading the free anchor app or going to anchor.fm and if you need some inspiration you can head over to blog.anchor.fm music from some more idea starters thank you so much and let's get into the episode welcome to the real real podcast with natalie barbu instagram might be your highlight reel but we're here to talk about the real real Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing Gigi Goldman, who is actually the co-founder of Kopari. If you guys haven't heard of Kopari, which I feel like everyone has, they are such a huge global brand. They are a non-toxic and cruelty-free coconut-powered clean beauty brand. I have been using Kopari for years. I remember when I first saw Kopari at Sephora, I was drawn to their really, really cute packaging and their aesthetic. And this is kind of when coconut oil became the new buzz and it just became the new thing. And you literally put coconut oil on everything. And I remember thinking that their line was genius because they used such a simple ingredient and they made an entire brand off of it. And I just really, really, really was drawn to their mission and to their products. And not only that, like, yeah, it's cute. Yeah, cool concept. They work. They work they are amazing. If you guys haven't heard of Kopari and are looking to buy a product from them, I recommend the lip balm and their deodorant. Those are my favorite. I wear the deodorant every single day. It's a natural deodorant, which I have been trying to find a natural deodorant for quite some time, and none of them have I've loved. Like, I I have had a few, but Kopari is now my new favorite. So, if you guys are looking for one, all natural. If you don't think it works, try Koparis. It's really, really, really great. Anyways, I interviewed Gigi while I was actually in quarantine. I'm still in quarantine, of course, and we're both in quarantine, so if the audio is a little uh, not up to par, it's just because of the situation we're in. You guys have been so understanding, though, so I don't I know that you guys won't care, but I just wanted to say that that is the reason why it's just because, you know, it's a virtual interview and the audio is just not going to be the best quality. But I also wanted to say I'm back in New York City, guys, so I'm really excited. If you heard a beep in the back, if you are going to hear noise outside, it's because I'm back in New York. I'm really excited to be back here. I'm quarantining here, not doing anything really, but it's just nice to be back in my own space and in my own apartment. And I don't know, the weather's getting nice here, so I'm excited to be back anyways i also wanted to thank you guys for reviewing my podcast it just means so much to me whenever you guys review it so the podcast review of the week is from you go this i think it meant to say you got this but their usernames you go this anyways they said i never had liked listening to podcasts but ever since i've been listening to i can't go a day without it i love to listen to all your motivation positive and mental health podcasts please do more much love thank you so much that really does mean a lot to me the fact that you guys just review it just means a lot like it is so freaking nice. Like, uh, I, I can go on and on on a tangent about reviews, but thank you guys. It really does mean a lot, and I read every single one. And if you guys do leave a review, please DM it to me so I can personally thank you guys. Um, I also wanted to mention before we do get into the podcast episode, it's such a good episode. I'm really excited for you guys here, but I do have 20% off for you guys from Kopari. All you guys have to enter is real, real 20 to get 20% off the site. So this only lasts until May 31st. So please be sure to get on that. It's going to last for only like two more weeks so be sure to use real real 20 to get 20% off the site you don't want to miss it for a limited time she was so nice to do that i highly again recommend the deodorant and the lip balm but i know i was talking to other people and they love like the coconut melt face like like um, cleanser and like to get your makeup off the balm so that's actually gonna be my next purchase once i'm done with my makeup remover now i'm gonna purchase that one because i really do love kopari and this was one of the moments you guys where i fangirled and it was kind of like a pin me I cannot believe I'm interviewing the co-founder of such a large company and a company that I've been using for years so this is one of the historic moments in the real real podcast I wish that we could have met in person but you know we did the best that we could with quarantine so I know you guys will love it so I can't wait for you guys to hear it and let's just get into the episode Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Fifty degrees reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, ninety percent of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it.
1: So happy to be on. I wish it was in person, but of course, during the circumstances, just happy to see you um, from a distance. I
0: know. I know. I really wish that we could have met in New York or California, but honestly, I'm glad that even during this time, we still have things like Zoom that we could communicate this way. So it's all good.
1: For sure. It's my favorite part of the day is seeing people on Zoom.
0: I know. Me too. So we are just going to get into setting the record straight, so this is where I will say some assumptions and stereotypes and then you're going to tell me if they're true or if they're false. Okay, cool. The first one is every successful business started with a business plan. False. Yeah, I was curious if Kopari started with an extensive business plan uh, or if you think that all businesses should, that's the first thing people should start.
1: Um, To be honest, I think that Kapari really started from a place of our heart, our passion, and I think when you're starting a business, passion is critical, and the other thing, you need to have a lot of resilience, Um, and how we gave birth to Kapari was I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was... Really into health and wellness with three kids, and I started using coconut oil in the kitchen to cook. And I had read it had so many hair and skin benefits, so I started using it on me, on my kids, on my husband, on my 87 year old dad, and the benefits were so immediate um, that that's when I had my aha moment. So I went to my husband, who was in the beauty business for three generations. Um, he had, ran a family business and we just were so passionate about, you know, the coconut, kicking coconut up a notch with other natural ingredients. We were um, really into the clean movement and it was long before it had started mainstream and retailers. And we really wanted to create a brand that was aspirational, but attainable. We live in Southern California. So we wanted to bring those palm trees, um, that lifestyle element into the brand. So that's really how it started. We didn't have a business plan but as we saw success and grew that's when we really created that business plan our strategy was to launch as a digital brand and really connect with our consumer. And six months into the business, every major retailer called us. So it kind of evolved naturally. I think the one plan you do need to have as an entrepreneur is how are you going to pay your bills while you live your dream? So we worked two jobs, um, we shared responsibilities at home, and we just gave it our all. We were in our 40s when we started. So, I mean, I think you just have to really believe in your idea and um, take it from there.
0: Yeah, I, that's so true about having a passion first because I do think that while you can find that white space in the market and try to come up with a business, I think when it to in order to become successful, in order to do it for the long term, you have to be very, very passionate about what you're doing. There's no way around that, I feel like.
1: You're 100% right. And the reality is, entrepreneurship and starting your own business is really hard. I've had so many highs and lows. It's a roller coaster ride. And if you don't have that passion and that grit, you're never going to make it through it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so excited to hear more about your story. And I'm so, because I'm a huge fan of Kopari, So I use so many of your products. So I'm I really excited. I love hearing that. Yeah, no, it's, I, I have cult favorite items as well.
1: <laughs> what are your, what are your favorite Clari products?
0: I use the deodorant every single day. So I have the natural one, like the blue one. And then I also have the CBD one as well, but I awesome. haven't, opened, I haven't opened the CBD one until I'm done with the original one, but it's the, original. it's the only, yeah, it's the only natural deodorant that works for me. Like I've tried other ones and this is the only one.
1: I love hearing that. And this is the other thing I was gonna say to that note is you have to create products that you really believe in and want in your own regimen too. And that's why we created our natural deodorant And it became our number one selling skew. And so many people said, wait, that doesn't make sense with the brand or who cares about a natural deodorant, it's not a beauty product. But we really believed in it and it quickly soared to our number one selling skew. We thought there was a white space in the market, but more importantly, it made sense with coconut because coconut's antibacterial and it's really um, the bacteria on the skin that causes, you know, odor. But we create products, Um, that are coconut-based, like I said, but clean and that really work at an affordable price point.
0: Right. No, I love it. So I'm really excited to hear more about how you started everything and your journey in this entrepreneurship world.
1: You know, it started as a stay-at-home mom and then um, we teamed up with two partners um, and we all brought different assets to the business. So um, our college friend, James Brennan, who uh, started Suja Juice, had a lot of experience um, you know, with startups and in the financial world, Kiana, um, who's our other co-founder who just had a baby today, which is super exciting. Oh, wow. Congratulations to her.
0: That's amazing.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. She had a real knack for product development um, and the aesthetics of the brand. And then Bryce came, and I came in with, um, you know, that business background and also uh, a lot of savvy in the marketing world. So I think the other key thing is when you're partnering up with other um, people, it's important that you always have three types of personalities, an operator, an entrepreneur, and an artist. And I think that combination creates that success. And we were lucky that the partners um, that we engaged with, we all serve those different purposes. I
0: just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your
1: favorite podcasts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. Having all of those different roles and that complement each other so that you guys aren't just all good at the same exact thing.
1: Exactly. And I think the other thing I've learned is you can't be good at everything. So do what you're good at and ask for help um, in the areas that you need help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something I'm learning as I am kind of starting to try to start my own business and working just with other people is I'm Realizing that I'm not good at a lot of things, but I can hire people that fill those positions. So that's reassuring
1: Yeah, and I think it takes confidence to admit like you can't be great at everything lean into what you're strong at and then ask for help I know asking for help can sometimes be humbling or awkward But people really do want to help and I think that um, you have to be vulnerable to be successful
0: hmm No, I, I couldn't agree more Uh, The next stereotype is the beauty industry is oversaturated.
1: False. I think, um, like I said, you know, when we launched our deodorant, um, it wasn't necessarily perceived as a beauty product, but we took deodorant and made it part of your beauty routine. Um, We launched toothpaste that helps whiten teeth, freshen breath, and it's natural. We made toothpaste and personal care part of your beauty routine. I think there's space for everything. If it's a great idea, you have a unique point of view, and you have a unique branding voice and aesthetic.
0: Completely. And I mean, before Kopari, I feel like there was nothing in the beauty industry that was natural like Kopari is and even made with something as simple as coconut oil, which I feel like coconut oil kind of had a big movement, but you guys really made it so that it could be accessible in your everyday routine, which is great.
1: Exactly. And we not only use coconut oil, but we use the water, we use the milk, we use the shells. Um, And like I said, we kick it up a notch with other natural ingredients. I also think like our brand and our point of view and our voice is really unique. Like when Uh, we were talking about clean products five years ago. You could only find them in like specialty markets. The packaging kind of all looked the same. It felt very serious. So we wanted to create a brand that was bright and playful. And we say we give a stiff middle finger to sulfate. So it's really approachable. And I think that's why people connect with our brand because it's about more than a product. It's about who we really are.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I love it and I can definitely tell with everything that you guys do it's very on brand and on the same message which is great. Yeah. And the next stereotype is social media is the new form of marketing.
1: True. I really believe that. Um, I believe that not only based on the data that I see, but how I live my own life. So I take a very organic approach to marketing. Instead of um, you know coming up with these big ideas and working from the top down, I look at the way I live my life, my peers, my peers' teenage daughters live their life. And then I build a strategy based on how people are living, talking, um, working, what their habits are. Um, so I think social media is critical. That's personally how I find out about different brands. Um, I think that the social media platforms are always evolving. So, you know, um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok's blowing up. People are even engaging more in Pinterest right now, um, to look for ideas. So I do believe that is the case based on how I live my life and how I see our consumers living theirs.
0: Right. And I mean, you are your demographic as well. So if you're on social media more, the chances that your consumers are as well is probably a good guess, just because you know exactly who your audience is because you are your target audience.
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, as a co-founder with Kiana, who's in our thirties, we both are our target audience. So it's great because we have that perspective and we can reach, you know, um, different age groups.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that social media has definitely taken the wave of the new form of marketing versus traditional media. Yeah. So now tell us a little bit more about your background before Kopari. So I know that you were a stay-at-home mom, but what was your – did you go to college? Did you have a career out after that, or what was your background?
1: Yeah, so I went to University of San Diego, and actually so did all of the co-founders. Oh, wow. um, I was. Born and raised in Chicago, and I came out to USD. I had never stepped foot in California except once in Palm Springs. I landed on the campus, didn't know a soul, um, and I ended up making, you know, about 12 dear friends that we still Zoom um, with each other today. And we've seen our kids grow up. Um, so I developed a lot of special relationships then. My dream was to become a reporter. So I worked on the school newspaper after I graduated from college, I did internships and then I got a job in Beaumont, Texas. And I was dating my husband at the time and he dropped me off in Beaumont, Texas. And he's like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know, but if I don't live my dream, I'll always hold it against you because he wanted to kind of like, you know, get married or get engaged. Um, so I went and lived my dream for a year we broke up for a short time. um, But then we got back together. And after a year, I came home, I had realized like, i I was happy to live my dream. It was such a great experience. And it gave me so many tools that I'm using today. Um, But I wanted to come back to San Diego and kind of live a different type of life, TV's really hard. You work at all these odd hours because the news is on at like five in the morning and late at night. So I wanted to have a more like stable situation. So I went into PR, marketing and investor relations. Um, And then I worked when I had my first child, but when I had my second, it just made more sense financially for me to stay home. And I'm so grateful I was able to do that because, I just have a wonderful relationship with my kids, and I got to really um, be involved in every element of their, you know, upbringing. I know that a lot of people don't have that option, so I was just grateful to be able to have it.
0: Yeah, no, and I I always ask this question because I think it's always interesting because nine out of ten times your major or what you did in your twenties is not what you. It doesn't really correlate to what you did later on in life, so I think I think it's funny that your dream was to be a reporter, and now you're an entrepreneur. You started this amazing beauty company, and I just think it's it goes to show that what you do in your 20s doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be doing that for the rest of your life.
1: Exactly, life takes you on so many twists and turns, and I never thought in my wildest dreams in my 20s that I would have launched a beauty company. But I will say this. Whatever you're doing in your 20s, whatever you learn will come back to you later in life. For example, being a reporter, um, it gave me a lot of communication skills. I do a lot of public speaking, I do a lot of podcasts, a lot of um, different elements where I'm using those skills that I developed as a reporter and just being comfortable in my own skin in front of crowds. I think a lot of that was developed in my 20s. so what I would say if you're in your 20s is just learn, absorb, get a mentor, um, and then who knows where life will take you. But those skills really will matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's great advice. And that's definitely something – me, I'm 24. I, it's something that I'm really taking to heart. So awesome advice.
1: Yeah, it's important. And I think, you know, I had so many people throughout my life, um, whether it be my mother-in-law teaching me how to cook or an anchor taking me under their wing, helping me with my reporting skills, but I was willing to learn um, and I was open to people's advice and then I found my own path.
0: Yeah, yeah. And do you remember the exact moment when you did come up with Kopari? So I know it was you and you are co-founder. So do you remember when all of you guys came together and were like, we are going to do this. We're going to start this company.
1: Yeah, I remember the exact moment. I really, I, I really wanted to live my dream and I looked at my husband one day Cause I knew there was a lot of hesitation. It was a big risk in our forties with a mortgage and three kids. And I said, honey, at the end of our day, I rather know that we tried than wonder what if. And we looked at each other and I, we just said, this is it. And um, James, who's our other partner said, you've got to meet Kiana." We all came together. And I think what was interesting about all of us is we were all willing to take the lead. Um, And it was the perfect time. Uh, I think, you know, I had tried to force it earlier in our life and we just weren't ready. And when my youngest daughter went to kindergarten, it's like all the stars aligned and we took the leap. Um, So you have to have that faith and you've gotta be willing to take a risk. And it was a huge risk. I also, you know, I speak to a lot of women who are stay at home moms and in their forties and they're like, gosh, I I don't know what my next move is, or I don't know if I'm too old to start something. Um, You know, what's my next chapter? And I'm here to tell you that like, there's never going to be the perfect time. There's um, always an opportunity, no matter what your age, whatever your situation is, it's like, Just go live your dream. Life is short.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I really love that. And I feel like with social media now, uh, everyone thinks that you have to do something as early as possible. You have to be 20 years old and be the next like Mark Zuckerberg. And it's just not the case. Like you were saying, there's so many people that are starting businesses in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and they're super successful. So I think that is really reassuring.
1: For sure. It's never too late and trust where you are today.
0: Right. Right. And I feel like, again, people think that starting a business is really easy. It's really quick. How long did it take you from the idea to start Kopari to when the first product launched?
1: Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, it's not easy. It (laughs) takes a lot of work. Um, it's very up and down. So you've got to be ready for that. It's a roller coaster ride and it's such a huge learning curve. Um, so I always say, you know, be a student of the process and learn just like when you're doing a research paper and you're collecting all the data points and then putting it together. It's similar, uh, to a business, but I would say from idea to launch, it was about two years. Um, formally, it was about a year when we actually started the company to launching the product. And we launched with four products, um, our coconut melt, our body glow, and two other, um, you know, kind of body skews. So I would say when you're launching a brand, it doesn't have to be a lot of products. Choose one hero skew and focus on that to really get the consumer to understand who you are and what product they should buy. More does not mean better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that I I completely agree. Like you don't have to come up with 30 products and try to sell all of them and try to make something for everyone. I think if you just have your core products, it it will actually speak for itself.
1: Totally agree. I mean, I would say less is more. Keep it simple. Um, And, there's a lot of temptation to keep creating new products, and you know, I would say that consumers just want clarity on what they should buy. What's your point of view? Um, and just keep it simple.
0: And how did you find the manufacturers? How did you figure out even how to create a physical product? Did you sell? I know you were direct to consumer. So it does that just mean you had a website and you sold directly to them or how did that process look for you actually creating the product?
1: So literally, I mean, my husband had some connections, but we just did our research on a Monday. I said, I made two appointments. We're driving up to LA, um, and, different areas in California and we met with manufacturers and I said, I think this is the one. And we went with that one. And then, yeah, from there we were just direct to consumer. So we launched on our, we created a website, launched our website um, and our Instagram page and our Facebook page and just went for it.
0: Awesome. And did you guys do influencer marketing from the start? Did you do social media marketing from the start or how did you get your first few customers? Cause I know that you guys have such a cult following and I feel like I found you through social media. So how did you think that social media played a big impact in growing in the beginning?
1: A hundred percent. I mean, for me, our Instagram and Facebook page is kind of consumers first impression right so we really put a lot of time and effort into that and then we obviously you know advertised influencers who have always been a big part of our strategy um, because like you said earlier I mean that's how people learn about products and um, so that was a big focus from the start and still is
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's genius finding people that really love your product to promote it because it's actually genuine. It's not like people are promoting it even though they don't like it. Like you're, you can tell when people speak about a product, how they feel about it.
1: A hundred percent. And my strategy from the beginning and it is still today is like, we see people organically talking about our product and then we reach out and say, Hey, we love that you love our product. Do you want to work together?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's genius. I really think that you guys are doing a great job on that front.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. I'm happy to hear it. It's so important. And like I said, um, we were talking earlier for me, it's not only about selling product, but developing relationships with you know, influencers and, you know, people in the industry just to get the word out and have that genuine connection with our customer influencers and everyone that has helped this business grow because without all of you, um, it's not possible.
0: Right. And looking back at your journey starting this company and being a co-founder of this amazing company, what mistakes do you see that you wish that – do you have any regrets or do you have any mistakes that you made that uh, you wish that would have happened differently?
1: Yeah. uh, Let me say this. We made so many mistakes. And the most important thing when you make a mistake is to learn from it and not repeat it. Um, So – I, in terms of specifics, I mean, I think anytime you grow really quickly, it's hard. Um, It's hard. Like we had a strategy where we launched a ton of products and that wasn't smart. And then we learned from that and now we're more calculated about how many products we launch Um, Mm -hmm. because you just don't have the marketing dollars and the time to um talk about a lot of products so we've just gotten much more focused i've learned more in four years than i probably have learned in my (laughs) entire life but at the end of the day mistakes are okay don't beat yourself up you know for a mistake it's part of the process just learn from them
0: right right yeah no i i love that like i think that mistakes are inevitable and even though social media, again, is like a highlight reel and you're only seeing the successes, that doesn't mean that people or people at these large companies aren't making mistakes because they feel like we all make mistakes, especially in the beginning, starting out, because it's just all a learning process.
1: Oh my gosh, 100%. And I think if you have a fear of making mistakes, mistake, you're never going to live your life fully.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. You're well. never going to start. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, and by the way, you're going to make mistakes always, forever, and I always yeah. tell my kids like you can't always be successful. You can't always be perfect. All you do is try your best, put one foot in front of the other, and work hard. That's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about your team a lot and how important it is to have that t- supportive team around you. Who was your first company hire that made a really big difference for your company? Or who what company Or what hire would you suggest other companies do immediately?
1: I think it's based on what your strengths and weaknesses are as a founder, right? So you've got to build a team around you that complements. One, they've got to share the same vision as you. Right, so they have to have a passion for the brand and share the same vision. What I found is a lot of people try and come in and change it to fit their vision, and that never works because um, that's how like it's like trying to change a person. You can't do that. You have to really understand that. I always think of Kapari as a person. You have to understand um, her, what she likes, what she talks about, how she approaches beauty. You know. So I think it's important to one, understand your strengths, um, to build a team that has passion for your brand. Our first hire was in the digital media space um, and she was extremely loyal to the brand, had a passion for the brand, believed in what we were doing, um, and then we grew from there. I think it's also important um, to hire people with experience for example, when we expanded into retail channels, we hired a VP of sales who understood how retailers work, what their marketing levers are, how to you know optimize products within stores. So I think it's really three things filling um, you know a gap in your strengths. Two, hiring people with experience. um, And three, making sure that they all have a passion for the brand and believe in what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good for me because I'm actually going through a hiring process right now where I'm trying to hire someone. And I'm so nervous because it's hard for me to release control. And I also want to make sure that the person I'm hiring is better than me at what I'm hiring them to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think it's so important to also have that personality connection too, right? So they could be perfect on paper, but if they don't fit with your personality, then it doesn't make sense to hire them.
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I know that now because of COVID-19, which has shaken the whole world, every single industry is affected, how has your team been with everything going on. I'm working remotely. How has that adjustment been? Have you guys had to pivot?
1: Yeah. So it's had a major impact on our business because like I said, we're in over 2000 retail doors and they've closed. Um, The other big pivot that we've had to make is obviously we're all working from home. What I've been really impressed with though is the productivity of our team. So we connect every day on Monday um, we start off our meeting with a the meditation, then we go into our main priorities for um, the, month, the week, and then we close the week with a similar meeting. So we stay really connected. People have been super productive. Um, I think it's hard to work remotely because you feel isolated. There's less collaboration but I'm just so impressed with how the team has adapted, um, done their best um, and is continuing to work hard. The other thing I think I've realized is like, we don't need to be in the office every day. (laughs) There's part of this that actually makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. what if we were home two days a week and then met in the office three days a week? I think sometimes you get more done when you're at home um, because you have less meetings and less disruption. So I think there's, What I'm learning from this whole situation is there is a balance between like my old life, which was so hectic and stressful and busy to our new life, which is almost like the opposite extreme. I think if we can come out of this and meet in the middle, I think we'll all be in a better place.
0: I'm going to take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsor. You guys all know what Spotify is, but on Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. So you do not need to have a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one that you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are, and you can also easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you're listening to this ad right now, you should take a pause and share your podcast or share my podcast, I should say, on your Instagram story and let other people know where to find it. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for The Real Real Podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of The Real Real Podcast. Yeah, I completely agree. I think a lot of companies are realizing that working from home is actually more productive than a lot of people thought and are probably going to be making a lot of their employees work from home in the future.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a balance between the both.
0: Right. And did you guys start with a meditation when you guys were in the office as well? Or is that something that is new during this time?
1: You know what? Um, it's something I've always practiced, but we didn't really do in every meeting. And I think now, you know, it's so cool because you're seeing people in their home environments. They're more casual, their hair's up, they're in their sweats and um, People, I think, have more vulnerability now, and they're more open to like experimenting with things. And I just feel like it's a good way for us to all quiet down and get connected and get focused.
0: Right. No. So I love that. I actually think that's awesome.
1: Yeah it's an it's a new practice, um, and I think. You know, COVID 19 and this whole situation has made us all a little more open and vulnerable and willing to try anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what are some things that you're doing in your house to keep you sane? Because I know be- probably being locked in with your kids and your family <laughs> might be a little insane. <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh. It's a lot and it's also beautiful because we're having more family dinners, game nights, um, more hugs, more love than we've had in a long time just because our schedules were so busy with sports and work and I was traveling. Um, but I think there's three main things that I do to stay sane, um, whether it be in this situation or just in my daily life. And one is meditation and even if I don't have time, I'll do some deep breathing work in the car. Like I'm gonna take 10 deep breaths, put my hand on my heart. So, whether it's meditation, visualization, or deep breathing, that's one. Two, exercise for me is huge. And it's not about losing weight or, you know, getting in the best shape. It's about, taking like that pent up energy and releasing it and also getting in touch with nature. So I love walking, running, being outside. Um, I love, you know, doing my Peloton um, or joining a lot of the classes that you're seeing on Instagram today. So that's my second. And my third is self-care. It's about, you know, taking care of my skin. It's about taking a nice hot shower. Um, and using products that really not only make my skin look great, but kind of give me that transportive feeling, which is something we really wanted to capture in Kapari products with you know the coconut scents and all of that. So those are my three main things to stay sane. And of course, um, just connecting with friends on Zoom and just being really present and engaged with my family.
0: Yeah, no, I think that it's good to see the positives in this even though a lot of people are hurting and this is a very very sad time. I think it is good to be able to see some positives that can come out of it and do things that better yourself too.
1: For sure, and I think you in every difficult situation which like I said as an entrepreneur you're going to, you know, encounter a lot of those or, you know, in this COVID-19 situation, you have to ask yourself what are the positives what can i learn from this experience and one of the things i've really learned is not everything's in your control like you can only control what you can um but make the best of every situation
0: yeah yeah very very true and before we go what is in store for kopari what is what are your future goals for the company that you can share (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think, you know, what my focus is on right now is the present, doing the best job we can to create real conversation with our customers in this time, conversations around self-care, meditation, um, you know, and giving them that little ray of sunshine with our products. It's about, um, you know, really optimizing our relationships with our current retailers it's about you know connecting more with our influencers Um, it's about making sure our team is you know not only being productive but that they're okay during this difficult time so i think more than ever i'm focused on today and maximizing um, everything i can do today versus the you know the future
0: Right, right. No, I mean, I have absolutely loved hearing about your story and about how Kopari became what it is today and how successful it is. And I'm just excited to have heard about it because I actually really love the product. So this was a really cool moment for me. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast.
1: Oh my gosh! For sure, it's an honor to share my story, and I hope it inspires your, um, you know, listeners to live their dream and anything's possible.
0: Yeah, and where can they find you, Kopari? Where can they shop the
1: products? Yeah, check us out on kaparibeauty.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at kaparibeauty. And then um, we're sold at Ulta and Nordstrom. When stores open or you can find us on their .coms.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming on my podcast. It means a lot.
1: Thank you, Han, and take care of yourself. Thank you guys so much for listening to the
0: episode. I'd love to know your thoughts and what you think. Again, be sure to use RealReal20 at checkout for Kapari. I could not recommend their products more so be sure to do that let me know what you thought in the facebook group instagram dm me whatever just communicate with me i want to know what you thought also thank you for all the kind messages and the reviews that we have been receiving i really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and i'll see you guys next monday on another episode of the real real podcast
1: podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.
0: Hey, my name is Lovon Roomf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At The Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's W everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.